much. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and open them to the book of Luke chapter number 24. We're going to be reading very familiar passage of Scripture for this, this um, Easter Sunday as we are celebrating today. Luke chapter number 24. If you don't have your Bibles, if you have the Bible app on your smartphone, you can uh, go ahead and open that out. Just promise me that that is what you're doing on your phone, is, is following along on the Bible and not playing Candy Crusher or, or whatever. If you don't have your smartphones, we will be putting the scriptures on the screen. You can follow along with that. Luke chapter number 24, we're going to begin reading in verse number 1 and read the first seven verses. Scripture says this, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. Everybody say this. He is risen. He is risen from the dead. Remember what He told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that He would, what? He would rise again on the third day. That's what we're celebrating today. We're celebrating the third day. We're celebrating the fact that our Savior didn't just die on a cross for our sins, But three days later, he rose from the dead. He conquered death, hell, and the grave so that all of us could have the hope of eternal life. That's why we celebrate Easter. It's not about a bunny. It's not about as much as I love Reese's peanut butter cups. It's not about those things, or peanut butter eggs, I should say. It's not about the Cadbury eggs. It's about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what I want to do this morning is I want to use for a title, if I could title my message this morning, I want to, I want to use this, take this title from a very important phrase that's found at the beginning of verse number six, and that is, He is risen. I know it's a pretty catchy title for Easter Sunday, isn't it? He is risen. And what I want to do right now is I want to just take just a few moments, and I want to pray that God would speak to us. Not that Pastor Scott would speak to you, but that God would speak to your hearts this morning. Because because we have a God that's been resurrected, He is alive today, which means He's very aware of everything that you're going through. He's aware of your situation. He's aware of your marriage. He's aware of your struggles. He's aware of your financial issue. He is aware and He wants to speak to your life today. And if you will give Him a chance and open up your heart and say, God, speak to me. I promise you, you can walk out of these doors today having God spoken to your situation. You can be changed. You can have wisdom. You can have life. So much can happen if you'll just give God a chance to speak to your heart this morning. So let's pray and prepare our hearts. Father, we are so thankful for this privilege that we have to be able to come to church today and to be able to worship you. God, we're not here to to lift up man. We're not here to lift up any idea, Lord. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus as we just sang about, Lord. Lord, we're celebrating the fact that you came out of that grave. And Lord, we're forever grateful for that. And Lord, we know that there are people that are in this room today, Lord, who needs to hear the voice of God. They need hope spoken into their situation. They need life. They need resurrection, Lord, in certain 
dire situations that they may be faced with today. So I just ask that in the next few moments, as I speak what you've given me, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts and that you would change them, that you would transform them, and you would allow them to leave this place with hope in their life. And we thank you for that and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. With, without a doubt, one of the most, what I would say has to be one of the most uh, powerful phrases in all of the Bible is what I just read to you in verse number six. He is risen. The whole Christian faith rises and falls on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. The fact that Jesus went to the cross is, is so important. It's hugely important. He, he bore our shame. He took our sins. He paid a, an, an awful price for all of us so that we could be forgiven. But all of that work that he did for us on the cross would be useless if he had not have risen three days later. In fact, here's what the Bible says about that. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, he says this, If Christ has not been raised, speaking of coming back from the dead, if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is what? It's useless. And our faith is useless. In other words, what he's saying is, if Christ had not arisen from the tomb, then us coming to church today is, is pointless. Us praying to God today is pointless. Us reading the Word of God today is pointless if Christ has not risen from the grave. That's why I can say this morning that, that, that without a doubt that the, the phrase, He is risen, has to be the most important phrase in all of Scripture and there are some others that are right up there, but this one has to be by far the most important because the fact that Jesus came out of the tomb means that He is alive today. He's not a dead God. He's not a statue. He's not an idol that we bow down to. He is, he is alive today. He's aware of our situation. And because He is alive today, we have hope. Everybody say hope. hope. We have hope. Matter of fact, if you take notes this morning, I want to encourage you to write down three types of hope that we have because Jesus came out of the grave. And the first one is this. Because Christ's resurrection, we have the hope of forgiveness. We have the hope of forgiveness. What I mean by that is that the resurrection of Christ from the tomb is proof that God accepted His sacrifice. God accepted Christ's penalty for our sin. How do I know that? Because God raised him from the dead. The sacrifice that he paid, the, the, the price that he paid for the penalty of our sin was accepted by God. I don't want to have to take a lot of time here because we really don't have the time today, but, but way back when, and none of us were around then, but when God made the first man, Adam and Eve, um, they, they sinned. Matter of fact, just not too far into their lives, they sinned. And because they sinned, there had to be atonement made for their sin. There had to, someone had to pay a price and blood had to be shed. There had to be a sacrifice so that their sins could be forgiven or in this particular case, covered. And so what happened was God established this law to where uh, the high priest one time of the year would go into the Holy of Holies and he would offer a sacrifice to the Lord to make atonement for the people's sins. And it was usually a young goat. Aren't you thankful that you weren't a goat back then? Or, or, or a young calf. The blood would be shed so that the sins of the people could be covered. That's a very important word. They, they were covered. They weren't eliminated. They were just 
covered. And year after year, this was an ongoing process that the priest would offer a sacrifice that would cover the sins of the people for a year. Now, I was thinking about that this week to where, don't you know they was always reminded of, of their sin every year as the priest is taking this young goat into the, into the Holy of Holies? They're, they're being reminded of their sin. They're being reminded of their transgressions, being reminded of how short they have fallen or how, how, how far that they have fell from God and how that there's no reconciliation because uh, it takes the blood being spilled for them to be forgiven. So what happened is, is that even though these, these animal sacrifices were what were required by the law, they never satisfied the, the penalty or the payment for our sin. They were something that would just cover it just for a year, but they never satisfied the penalty of sin. Because we know, according to the Word of God, the penalty of sin is, is, is death. And not the death of a goat or the death of a calf, but the death of a human being and a sinless human being. So that's why Jesus had to come to this earth. That's why the virgin birth is so significant, because it allowed Him to be born without sin. Then he lived a perfect sinless life and he became the sacrificial lamb for all of humanity. And with his own blood, he paid the price for my sin and for your sin. Here's what Hebrews 9.12 says. Look at this. It says, with his own blood, the blood of Jesus, with his own blood, not the blood of goats, not the blood of calves, Jesus entered to the most holy place once, doesn't have to do it year after year. Once for all time, and he did what? He secured our redemption forever. Through his death on the cross, Jesus paid for my sins. Through his death on the cross, Jesus paid for your sins. His death was on the cross was a great demonstration of how much that he loved you and how much he loved me. But as great as a demonstration of love as his death on the cross was, we have no way of knowing whether or not his death satisfied the payment for our sin. Unless, of course, he rises from the dead. Uh, do, do you see that? If, if Jesus doesn't rise from the dead, if his, as, as, as long as his body is laying in that tomb, then he was just another uh, tragic figure of religion that suffered a martyr's death. He was really no different than the apostles who, who, who suffered a martyr's death, who, who died for their faith. But because Jesus didn't just lay in that tomb, but because he rose from the dead, we know that God approved of his sacrifice. The resurrection is, is vital to the Christian faith. When God raised Jesus from the dead, it was like God putting a stamp paid in full on the invoice of sin's debt. It's paid in full. How do I know that God accepted His sacrifice? Because He raised Jesus from the dead. It was enough. Everybody say it was enough. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead gives us the hope of forgiveness. I know that I can be forgiven when I put my faith in Jesus. Why? Because I know that the price that Jesus paid was enough. That's, guys, that is wonderful news. That is fabulous news. It means that you and I can be forgiven. In Romans chapter 4, verse 25, 
Speaking of Jesus, the Apostle Paul says he was delivered over to death. Why did he die? He died for our sins. And then it says he was raised to life for our justification. Now, I know y'all know what that means because Pastor Brad taught on that last week. He, he died on the cross for our sins. And then he was raised to life so that we could be justified, so that we could be made right with God. Justified. Here's the way I learned it. Justified. Just if I'd never sinned. Justified. Being made right with God. Jesus paid the penalty. It was satisfied, or God uh, saw that that penalty, his death satisfied the required payment. And now when I put my faith in Jesus Christ, what Jesus did for me on the cross is transferred over to me and I am justified. I am made right with God because of what Jesus did at the cross. And because God raised him from the dead, I know that God approved that and God accepted that sacrifice. I don't have to pay for my sins. Jesus paid it all. And because God raised him from the dead, I now have the hope of forgiveness. This is wonderful news. It doesn't matter where we've been. It doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter how bad of a mess that we have made of our life. When we come to Jesus to be saved, when we come to Jesus and repent of our sins and we turn to him to make him the Lord of our life, we can be forgiven. Christ's resurrection means that we now have the hope of forgiveness. Secondly, because Jesus rose from the grave, we now have the hope of new life. New life. Philippians 3.10, the Apostle Paul says this, I want to know Christ and I want to experience the mighty power, look at this, that did what? What, what? what power is he talking about? The power that raised him from the dead. The Apostle Paul is saying, I, I want to know Him and I want to experience that same power that raised Him from the dead. Listen to me this morning. Because Jesus came out of that grave, every believer can experience the power of resurrection. We, we sing about it, that the resurrected King is resurrecting me. Because Jesus came out of that grave, every believer can experience that power. And when we experience that power, it gives us new life. When we experience that power of resurrection and we get new life, it enables us to, to have the power to overcome addictions, to overcome strongholds, to overcome anxiety and stress and discouragement and behaviors that keep us enslaved with no hope. As a matter of fact, one scripture says, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. That means it will give you new life. You see, this is, and I say this uh, probably every Easter, but, but resurrection was, was not an event. It's not just a one-time thing. It's an experience. It's something that's an ongoing experience in your and my lives as believers. It's something that, that though I gave my heart to Jesus many, many years ago, it's something that I experience every single day. It's something that helps me overcome strongholds and temptations and addictions in my life. That resurrection power. Because of Jesus coming out of that grave, you and I as believers, we can have the hope of new life. I, I would argue that that the greatest evidence that Jesus came out of that grave is, is a transformed life of someone who's put their faith in Him. 
Uh, let me say that again. I, I would argue that the greatest evidence that Jesus came out of that grave is the transformed life of someone who has put their faith and trust in Him. Skeptics, skeptics may say that Christianity is, is pointless. They may say well, it's no real. But, but, but they can't argue the fact of someone who has truly been transformed by the risen Savior. Now, I know, and I could really get off on a tangent here. I know some of you say, well, I know a lot of people who are Christians, but there's no change in their life. But can I, I'm going to just say this, and I may hurt a lot of people's feelings, but those aren't Christians. Well, they go to church every week. It doesn't matter. Jesus said there's going to be many on the day of judgment that says, Lord, Lord, and He's going to say, I don't even know you. A lot of people are going to say, I went to church every single Sunday. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Any more than going to McDonald's makes you a Big Mac or a quarter pounder. But, I, but I'm here to tell you when, you, when you experience, everybody say experience. When you experience the risen King, the God who come out of that grave, when you experience Him and that same power that raised Him from the dead dwells inside of you, it will bring new life to you. You won't have the desires to do the same things that you've done for the rest of, for, for your, in your previous life. There's going to be a change. Does that mean you won't make mistakes? No, there'll still be mistakes, but the desire to change is there. The desire and the pursuit for godliness is there. There's change. Wow. I mean, I could, I could sit up here and talk to you about how God has transformed my life. I could point to other people in this room how God has transformed their life. Because Jesus came out of that grave, we have the hope of new life. And people who have given their life to Jesus often find that their new life in Him results in changes that they wanted to make all along. They just didn't have the power within themselves to make them. And then Jesus comes in. And new life happens. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. A new creation. A new creation. People who have given their life to the resurrected Savior, they also find a sense of peace unlike any other. And a renewed sense of purpose for living. And that's just the short list. We used to sing a song in church, because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Why? Because, he li because Jesus is alive today, I now can live a new life. That's not possible if Jesus is still in the tomb today. Are you following me? But because Jesus rose from the dead, He overcame death, which means if anyone is in Him, they can have new life to, as well. Eternal life. Not just once this physical life is over. Eternal life starts the moment that you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, into your life. Eternal life starts. Sure, this body is going to decay, but you're going to move right on into the presence of the Lord. <laughs> we'll, find, we'll talk more about that next week in that series. But because of resurrection, we have the hope of a new life. We have the hope of forgiveness. We have the hope of new life. And then lastly, because Jesus rose from the grave, we have the blessed hope. The blessed hope. What in the world is the blessed hope? Well, let's let Scripture interpret this. Titus chapter 2, verses 11-13. through 13. It says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say, now watch, watch this, this is the power of resurrection when, when, when it's in your life. When the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, watch this, it's going to teach you to say no to ungodliness and worldly pleasures. And to live a self-controlled, upright, 
godly life in this present age. While, look at this, while we wait for the blessed hope. What is the blessed hope? Well, he says it here. The appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The blessed hope is the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, if, if he doesn't come out of the grave, then he's just, he's, he's just suffered a martyr's death. He's just someone who lived a, a good life, did a lot of good, but now that life is over. If he's still in the grave, there's, there's no chance of him coming back. There's no chance of a reunion with, with the believers in him one day. But because he came out of that grave, we now have the blessed hope, the hope to see our Lord and Savior and to stand before Him face to face. Wow. In John chapter 14, Jesus, Jesus said this. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, look what he says. What does he say? Y'all's not convinced of that. Say it again. I will come again. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. But, but don't, don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm coming back. I'm going to come again. And I'm going to receive you unto myself. That, that where I am, you can be there also. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that, that Jesus, because He come out of that grave, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that you have the hope of seeing Him one day and standing before Him face to face. Another occasion when he was ascending into heaven, he's ascending and everybody's there watching him go into heaven and, and, and some angels say, why stand you here gra or gazing, not grazing, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus that you see ascending into heaven shall come again in like manner. The same way that you see him going into heaven, he's coming again. This is the hope that you and I as believers have that one day we're going to stand before Jesus and see the one who paid the price for us. And I know that, you know, I'm just speaking just for a few moments. That it's, hard to, it's hard to grasp the weight of that. But as the day goes on and as the week goes on, I just want you to think about that. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like when I see Jesus. Matter of fact, uh, 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 mercy me, they, 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 uh, they sing a song, I can only imagine what that day is going to be like. What, what's going to happen when we stand before Jesus? The course of that song, he says, Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you will I just be still? Will I sing hallelujah or to my knees? Or, or will I, how does it go? Yeah, help me out there. Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? What, what is that going to be like? Pastor, what, can, can we even imagine that? What a day that will be Amen. when my Jesus I will see. When I look upon His face, the One who did what? Who saved me by His grace. When He takes me by the hand and leads me through that promised land. 
Can we even imagine what that's going to be like? That's our blessed hope. That's the hope that we have as believers today. That our Jesus who conquered death, hell, and the grave is going to come back and receive us. That where He is, we can be also. Because Jesus came out of that grave, every believer has the hope of the soon appearing of Jesus Christ. The blessed hope. But get this. The day of the Lord Jesus Christ, when He returns, this, this, this blessed hope is only a day of hope for those who've put their faith and trust in Him. For those who do not know Him as the Lord and Savior, for those who have not repented and given their lives to Him, it won't be a day of hope, but rather it will be a day of judgment. Paul was speaking to the people in Athens in Acts chapter 17 and in verse 31 he says this, For God has set a day for judging the world with justice by the man He has appointed. Well, who is that man? Well, let's read on. He proved to everyone who this man is by raising Him from the dead. You see, see once again, the, the resurrection of Jesus is... is of significant importance to the Christian faith. Everything rises and falls on the resurrection of Jesus. The Apostle Paul is saying one day Jesus is going to come back and He's going to judge the world. Because God is a God of mercy, but He's also a God of justice. That means there has to be a, a price that's paid. Now fortunately for those who've put their faith and trust in Jesus, the price that Jesus paid on the cross is enough for us. But, but the, the mercy is only extended to those who cry out for that. God's grace is only applied to those who repent of their sins and turn to Jesus to be forgiven. Otherwise, if you haven't done that, when Jesus comes back, it won't be a day of blessed hope for you. It will be a day of, of judgment. He's coming back. The one who overcame death is the one who's going to judge the world. The one who first came as a lamb to willingly lay down His life so that we could be forgiven of our sins is not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion, which is the symbol of power and dominion and dominance and strength and royalty. And He's not coming back to, to give His life. He's coming back to receive those who have accepted Him and to judge the world in righteousness. That's what the Scripture says. And the only way to be found righteous, to be justified, is to be in Christ. I know, I know this sounds simple, but I think that so many times, we don't even think about, you know, what's, you know oh, it's Easter, it's great, we're going to get dressed up today, we're going to get our, our family pictures made, we're going to go hunt some eggs, we're going to have a cookout, and it's going to be great. And those things are good. But, but Easter Sunday should be a reminder of how important it is to us as believers that Jesus not only died for our sins, but He rose again so that we could have the hope of eternal life and spend an eternity with God. But He's coming back to receive us. And to those who do not know Him, He's coming back as a judge. And the only way to be made right is to put our faith and trust in Jesus. To put your faith in Jesus and trust Him for your salvation. To repent of your sins. Repent 
of your sins. That means, that means you're not just saying that you're sorry. To repent means to, to turn, to, to make a 180, to turn. It's not enough. If, I, if I'm talking down to my wife all the time and hurting her feelings and I just keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry every night, she realizes that my apology means nothing because I haven't repented. I haven't turned from that. All I'm doing is just you know, trying to cover up a guilty conscience, really. Oh, I'm sorry I hate or hurt, hurt her. That's what a lot of people do, I, I, I'm afraid, when they, when they supposedly come to Jesus. They, they're just trying to get out of trouble. Or maybe they'll hear a message like this today and just say, I'm sorry, Jesus. But there, really, there's no, there's no inclination to, to change. There's no desire to change. To repent means that you realize, oh my goodness, my sin is what put Jesus on the cross. That's godly sorrow. The Bible says it's, it's godly sorrow that leads to repentance. When you realize, oh my, I, I broke God's heart. I, I've been doing the things that put Jesus on the cross. God, I'm sorry. And you ask Him for forgiveness. You repent of your sins. That's what makes us right with Jesus. We, we repent and ask Christ to come into our life. To believe that the resurrected Jesus is the only way to heaven. There, there are not multiple ways to heaven. doesn't matter what culture tells you. doesn't matter what the celebrities say. There's only one way to heaven. And it's through Jesus. It's very clear this morning that everything about the Christian faith rises and falls on the resurrection of Christ from the grave. If He did not rise from the dead, then our faith is useless. Everything that we do is in vain. It's pointless. But if He did rise from the dead, if He did rise from the grave, then He is the Messiah. He is the Anointed One, the One sent by God. He is God. If He rose from the dead, He is all power belongs to Him. Amen? He is the, he is the one who has the say-so. If you think, well, I have the say-so in my life, well, you, you go try to die and, and raise yourself from the dead. It's not happening. His resurrection validates the fact that He is who He said He was. He is God. He is the Savior of the world. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because He rose from the dead, here's the good news. He has the power to forgive you of your sins. He has the power to give you new life. Because He rose from the dead this morning, we know that He is returning again to judge the world in righteousness. And I am so thankful today that when He sees me, He's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not, not because of anything that I've done. The only thing that I would have done to be approved, to be accepted to heaven, is to put my faith in Jesus Christ. To believe that He is who He says that He is. And to trust Him for my salvation. When Jesus, or when God looks at us, he's, for those who put their faith and trust in Him, He's not going to see you. He's going to see His Son, Jesus. And He's going to say, their sins have been paid for. Not just covered, but eliminated. They're forgiven. My question to you this morning in closing, with every head bowed and every eye, every eye closed, my question to you is this, what will you do with the Jesus who came back from the dead? What will you do with the risen Jesus today? To you, is it... Is it just an event that we recognize and celebrate? Or to you, is it an experience? Is it something that you've experienced in your life? Have you made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life? Have you asked Him to forgive you of your sins? Have you asked Him to come in and to cleanse you? Have you believed upon Him? Have you trusted Him as your Savior?
Or are you just living life your, your own way and, and hoping that, that you're good enough to stand before Him one day and for Him to receive you into heaven? None of us on our own are good enough. When we stand before God, He's not going to pull out a, a scale and weigh our good deeds to our bad deeds. And, and hopefully if we've done enough good deeds, it'll outweigh the bad and we'll be accepted. That's not how God judges. God judges based on His righteousness. And the only way that we can be righteous is to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And if you're here this morning and you have not done that, one day you're going to stand before Him, not as the returning king, but you're going to stand before Him as a judge. And at that point, it's going to be too late to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. But today, because our Savior came out of the grave, you have the opportunity today. You have the hope of forgiveness. You have the hope of new life. And you have the hope to one day stand before Him and for Him to say, well done. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus, and you, maybe you once did and you've walked away from Him and, and you've chosen to go back to your old way of living for whatever reason, I want you to know that you can know Him today. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to know Jesus. I want to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins and come into my life. If that's you today, I just want you to simply raise your hand and put it back down. Is there one that's in this room to say, that's me. I, I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. Praise the Lord. I'm going to trust that that, that every one of you here this morning are born again believers on your way to heaven. You know you've been forgiven. You know that you have new life. You know that one day Jesus is going to return and you're going to be standing before Him and see Him face to face. We need to be celebrating that today. That because of what Jesus has done for us, we have that hope today. Amen? Can we put our hands together real quick and give the Lord a great praise for all He's done for us? Amen.